Hey guys, I want to welcome you to the weekly Wednesday for the Financial Freedom Newsletter, where every week, every Wednesday, we delve into something inspirational, motivational, something excerpt taken from the Financial Freedom Weekly Newsletter. Wherever you are, if you're listening on Spotify, on iTunes, Google, be sure to click the like, subscribe, share, comment. Without ado, let's get into the show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, everybody, to this week's podcast episode for the Financial Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. And as you know, we talk about four different types of freedom, time, financial, location, health freedom. In that light, I'm always interviewing, doing things on the cutting edge, influencers, thought leaders, consultants. So today we have uh, Shanice Miller calling in from D.C., and she is a business productivity consultant and project management guru who helps visionary business owners save hundreds of hours and thousands of dollars. So I'm always interested in people that are helping startups and multi-million dollar organizations. So it's going to be a great conversation and I'll welcome her to the show. Shanice, welcome. Hi, Dr. Chris. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, so happy that we were able to connect through Podmatch. Um, and, um, you know, today's conversation is really exciting and I'm looking forward to it. So tell us how you got started and we'll go from there. Yeah. So I actually had a different business before this one. I started off as an educational consultant and I was that one man band. I was wearing all the hats, um, doing the Facebook ads. I was doing the marketing, trying to generate the leads doing all of the sales calls and converting them to clients, doing all of the client work. And it was just this one Friday evening. I had just finished up my work, but work was never done. And I sat there opening up my bank account because I would look at my books weekly. And I had just made my best week in business, $8,000 for the week. But I just felt so sad, so drained, so just (laughs) I wanted to cry because I was so exhausted from all of the work that I had to do. And I did not know how I was going to continue with that company. Um, I actually ended up um, selling that company because I didn't want to just close it. I knew it was something that was really good, but I was just so tired that I quickly sold it. And you know, when you quickly sell something, you realize all the things that your business needed that you didn't have, such as systems. And that's what inspired me to create Taxi Group because I got a lowball offers uh, for my business, even though I knew it should have been worth six figures. I only ended up going with five figures only, right? <laughs> that's relative, but um, the offer ended up being five figures. And when I saw that, I kept getting the lowball offers. I said, why, 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 why? I went on this mission looking at other businesses that were selling for a lot more money that were getting um, higher offers, faster offers. 
And I said, okay, what's the common denominator here? And that was those businesses had systems and processes in place where they could take one owner and just input it into the other. The other owner, you know, the original owner didn't have to be there running the business. And I saw that they could have employees and different people like that because they had those systems in place. So I really honed in and started looking at the systems, how they could make businesses more efficient, how they could help you save errors and how they could really help people um, prevent clients from slipping through the cracks. Yeah, very interesting. Uh, I, uh, I commonly hear this story where uh, basically, you know, you're a lot of my colleagues, you know, a million dollar salaries, but they do, they just, that's all they do. And yes. time for family. And it's like, you know, I think once you get up to about the $80,000 mark, it's kind of more, you know, meaning and purpose. Um, yes and balance <laughs> and being able to rest exactly um yeah so we're talk about uh, you know uh how does project management differ in a multi-million dollar company compared to a business in the uh, startup stage so i'll see a bunch of different things for businesses and startup versus a multi-million dollar stage and one of the biggest things i've seen were that startup businesses usually have no or messy systems <laughs> and i mean it's we're trying to just do it we're trying to we're focused so focused on getting the clients in, getting some revenue generating some income that a lot of startups don't have any systems in place and that's okay your systems can start off as a you know something that is just written on a google document it doesn't have to be something so intricate but at least you have it your steps written down so that if someone were to come in and try to take over the actions that you were doing, you already have those things written down for them to do how you would do it, and then they can add their spin on things. But if you don't have those things set in place, then no one can know exactly how you do it. Uh, it's hard to get it out of your head and transfer it over to someone as multi-million dollar businesses. They have a lot of tools that they use, and even now with solopreneurs, we can still use some of those same tools because a lot of those tools aren't that expensive anymore. There are project management tools that multi-million dollar businesses use to help uh, their operations run really effectively that we can use their only five bucks, 10 bucks a month. And so when I say things like that, people are like, wow, I couldn't believe that it's that cheap. And a lot of them are actually free until you own, you have like a, a big, um, a lot of employees or so. But when, you when you're first starting off, you can get a project management tool, start putting some of those systems in place. Even if it is messy, at least you have something and then we can clean it up afterwards. Yeah, interesting. And, uh, you know, I know, for you know, I, I use Zoom and, you know, StreamYard, but um, for the listeners, what are some of the uh, tools that you use or um, that would really help the client? So there are many different uh, tools that are out on the market for project management in particular. Some of the popular ones are Asana, Trello, ClickUp. ClickUp is a tool that I always like to use just because it's like an all-in-one type of thing where uh, the business owner is no longer trying to use Slack and trying to find a standard operating procedure tool like a trainual and also trying to use a project management tool like Trello, you have areas for all of those things into that one particular tool. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, there's like, it's kind of, um, uh, 
you know, just wanted the audience to hear that. Uh, one question is um, usually, you know, business owners or, you know, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, they want to do everything. Uh, why, why are business owners typically hesitant to automate and streamline? So I've heard from a lot of my clients, no one can do it as great as I can. And sometimes that is correct. No one can do it as great as you can. But then there's also this population that can do it better. Or what if you are doing something and you could be focusing on something that's really your zone of genius, but instead of that, you are looking at some of these smaller tasks that you're doing that you could hand off. But a lot of times it's a lot of fear. Um, a lot of my clients will say things like, what if I lose clients? What if they don't produce the same high quality service? I actually had a client that was in the service-based business space. And she was worried about if she handed off some of those tasks, if all of her clients would leave, if they wouldn't produce the same high quality results and how could she feel comfortable just passing off her baby, <laughs> our, our businesses, our, our babies to uh, someone else who might be just in there. And we set up processes into a project management tool, actually mapping out her tasks, seeing that she is saying the same exact things to each client. She's asking them for the same information. You know, certain things are very unique to clients, but there are a lot of things that are just routine things that we do over and over again that we don't realize it because we just think everyone's unique. But we ended up packaging those things, really breaking them out to see what, what it is that she's asking for and then adding checklists and putting those into a project management tool so that they could uh, so that the person that she was looking to hire would do those same tasks that she did in those same orders asking those same questions and she could feel comfortable with that high quality service and then you know i even put in areas in the project management tool for a what we call quality assurance so she would be able to review it before it went out to the client She's not micromanaging. She knows exactly what place the person is that she hired in the task. She knows what they're doing. And at the end, she can still review it to ensure that that high level quality work is still sent to the client. Yeah, yeah, very. Um, and then that leads us to the next question is, um, you know, um, you, you described it so well. And then um, how does defining and optimizing systems allow the leader to more fully lead? Yeah, so a lot of times we are stuck in the weeds of certain tasks and we are doing the billing <laughs> or we are, you know, doing responding to emails or doing some small menial tasks, maybe even like doing some kind of web scraping or writing the routine emails each time. And those things can just really, that's not the best use of our time. Um, I'm sure as a physician, you're not the person who wants to go in there and take the blood pressure. <laughs> That's not the best use of your time. You could be doing other high level activities um, instead of doing something that you could have your administrative assistant do or have uh, someone who is a nurse or a nursing assistant to do. So that is exactly why um, we do those tasks. And I have a three-step framework, which I teach a lot of your um, people how to do it's my define design and do framework i actually have a free mini training just for your listeners to go in depth of how to automate these key systems and processes in your business to scale to six seven and eight figures um and it really just 
gets all those action steps out of your head and onto paper so that you can say, okay, this is where I'm really good and where my time is used the best. And this, these are certain tasks that I could really eliminate or delegate to someone else. Yeah. Interesting. And then, um, you know, we're, we've moved into kind of, uh, you know, project management, talking about systems, letting go, training people or delegating, automating, eliminating. Once you're, um, let's say you're an entrepreneur, you're a solopreneur, how do clients or know what milestones, like how do they know when they should start thinking about automating, outsourcing, delegating? So I say the very first step, well, to answer your question, how would someone know when to start automating or delegating? It's when it starts becoming painful. I always like to, <laughs> I always like to like start setting up systems in the very beginning. Even if your processes change, don't worry, because a lot of times as your business grows, your process will change anyway, but you at least have a foundation or a baseline to get started with. But what I didn't realize when my business, my initial business was growing is, and that was when it was painful and I should have added in some automations or something, should have delegated certain tasks um, in order to get me to that next level. Because what got me to where I was, what weren't going to be the same tools to what was going to get me to that next level. So I felt the pain. And instead of really leaning into the pain, I ended up selling my business, but I was so overwhelmed, didn't necessarily know what to do. Um, but when you are feeling pain, you know that you need to automate and delegate when every, when things are slipping through the cracks, uh, when you feel like you are at capacity, you can't take on any more clients. Those are all key terms. I've heard some of my clients say that that's when, you know, we need to start talking about putting these systems in place. When you're looking to hire, you want to put systems in place because you want to have some tasks for your employees to do. I know the first go round, I tried to hire a virtual assistant before. And since everything was in my head in that first business, I did not have anything for that person to do. So the person's asking me, I'm like, oh, okay, well, do the email. So, sounds simple, right? Yeah. Every time the person had an email that popped up in the inbox, they're asking me, what should I write back? Uh, I don't know what to do here. And then I say, okay, well, never mind. I'll, I'll do it faster. How about we get you to do some graphics? What we don't really understand is that with every task we do, we have something in our mind of how we are looking to get that um, done, that task completed. And we have an image in our mind of how the final products should look. And in order to effectively lead and delegate, we have to communicate that properly. I actually had a client who told me that he was hiring a lot of people and they just didn't do anything. And I said, okay, what does that mean? And I realized that that client was just giving them a lot of just general tasks to do. They weren't really talking or you know mapping out exactly what it is that they wanted the person to do weren't they weren't giving examples of how they wanted the end product to look so of course someone will give you back something like just imagine how it is when you are doing web design work a lot of us have gotten web design we've worked with a web designer before and we'll say like we have something in mind the web designer we say okay go use your creative ideas and do whatever you want free form it and then they bring us back something and we're like, oh, we don't like this. <laughs> but it's because we didn't have communicate effectively. And that's what I see so many times with not being able to lead properly is just that effectification, 
getting out exactly what it is that you really want and what's your desire, defining those goals so that you can clearly express what it is that you're looking for the person to produce and then letting their creative edge go from there so that they can improve on what you're letting them know to do. Yeah, interesting. It's almost like training or, um, you know, uh, it's like uh, trying to transfer your uh, knowledge and your experience and then into another person and you it is so because if you want the same high quality that you want to give to people like we run and just really clone ourselves a lot of times i've heard people say i just wish there were two or three me's (laughs) and that's how you clone yourself by transferring that knowledge that you have those same steps that you do day in and day out and you transfer it over to someone else. Sometimes we are recording videos to show someone, you know, what we're doing, talking them through our process. Not long, 30-minute videos, just a quick three-minute video. Yeah. And then one, uh, so actually one interesting thing is um, this, in this age of um, SaaS and AI, um, how can a project management tool save the cost of hiring a high-level project manager? Well, many times what I see is that Companies want to hire for these positions, but they're not necessarily prepared. Like we talked about before with not really mapping out the tasks or what you want to do. So a lot of times what a project manager is doing is they're making sure that the project and the people who are doing the project are staying on time and on budget. Whereas if you use a project management tool, you can see and track where the project is, where the where the people that you're hiring are, they're in that uh, where they are in the process. So like a lot of times we have different views that we can use. We can list out all the tasks that are needed. And once someone does the task, it can be marked complete or it can go over to the next to the next stage in the process. So say if, you know, for physicians, if you are checking someone into the scanned or looked at, they might have to go and fill out a form first uh, with all of their medications, their prior backgrounds, their histories. And then, you know, they might have to wait in the waiting room. So that might be one step, fill out this form. And then the next step, wait in the waiting room until someone's ready to call you back. So then you have to alert that next person that this person's ready to go into the back. And then someone might take their blood pressure and maybe do some uh, labs or anything like that. And then they might get seen by the doctor after all those things come out. But those are that's all part of a process that can be put into a project management tool so that when one person goes, instead of having to tap someone on the shoulder and say, I'm ready for you now, you can just look in the screen at this dashboard and the dashboard shows, okay, this person's checked in. They've already had their forms filled out and they are at the next step where um, they're ready to be seen. And now they haven't been seen yet. And these are, you know, but these are all the notes. This is what you have. Instead of actually having someone who is doing that tap, 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 you have those alerts, you have some, you have something that's automatically generating um, that information for you so that you can see where the person is in the process. And if you are getting stuck somewhere or if we need to go somewhere else for more information. Yeah. Excellent. Very interesting. Um conversation and um, really talking about how to transition from um, being an operator into a a business owner. Um, And you've given a lot of insights and well-spoken and a lot of tools. Um, How can people uh, follow you, contact you, reach out to you? And um, I know you have a uh, offering, so just uh, let us know how they can follow you. Yes. So 
I have a created a special page just for your listeners. They can go to tasklygroup.com slash Chris. And that's where they can get my three steps to automate systems in your business to scale to six, seven, and eight figures. They can also book a call to chat with me about their personal business systems or connect with me on LinkedIn or Instagram. All of those links are at my website, tasklygroup.com slash Chris. And um, for all the listeners out there, um, uh, all of Shanice's resources will be in the links and show notes. Be sure to check them out. Uh, check her out on LinkedIn as well as their um, free offering. And with that, it's been a great conversation and thanks for coming on to the show. Thank you. I hope you really enjoyed that wonderful, inspirational, motivational piece. Again, if you, wherever you are listening, if you liked it, be sure to like, comment, share, subscribe. We're on everywhere. Spotify, iTunes, Google, Amazon, Audible. And without much ado, be sure to thank this show's sponsors, and we'll see you next week.